Hi everybody, you here with Pavel Tsitlovsky from datapavel.com, datapavel on Twitter. Happy Sunday or happy every day of the week, no matter when you listen to it. I hope you're enjoying your day. This is the first episode of Pavelcast. You listen to the pre-show notes on the first episode of the Pavelcast. We have my dear friend Mark Polinkowski. Mark is super smart. I don't know, top 0.001% smart. PhD in physics or biophysics, I'm not even sure. He went to Caltech for his bachelor's. He went to UCSD for his PhD. He now works for a pharmaceutical company. The guy is one of the kindest guys I've ever known um, and also the brightest. We talk about you know, data and AI that's effect on pharmaceutical industry and the concept of digital twins, which I found very interesting. We talk about dating. We talk about how I'm not really invited to Mark's wedding. You know, a bunch of laughs. So if you like to laugh, you like to enjoy, you like to learn, come on over. You know, you're welcome to do this. Listen to my podcast, to our podcast. It's really all our podcast, it's not mine. Podcast is for everybody. It's all about the premium Powell experience. Go for a run and listen. Or if you want to join us in the ha- in tradition of the in, tra- in the traditional happy hour, then simply pour yourself a beverage and listen to an hour of laughs, learning in the pure senses of those words. Ooh, let's go. Hello, hello, Publius. Yo, what's going hey. on, my buddy? Data Pavel in the house. Data Pavel, full on experience. We are live. All right, let me. Um, well, let me pour myself a little bit of a beverage. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, yeah. Let me, uh, let me get my tea going, too. I, uh, I just boiled the water. Right. It's uh, you know, like Seinfeld with comedians and cars getting coffee, right? You know, they always they always show that like them doing all the stuff with the coffee and everything, like how it looks so cool. Almost makes me want to have some, you know. That's um, what you got going on with the tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm doing the same with the tea. So the water, uh, we got uh, this. It just it just boiled about five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're gonna open up this. Uh, bag of tea that i got this uh, midsummer night's dream from david's tea lots of uh it's a fruit infusion citrusy mm. mint tea is refreshingly magical with sweet apples cool spearmint tart gooseberries you know a favorite uh berry of ours from the Absolutely. old country and petals of marigold and rose uh you know let's uh let's do it it's got a it has it says to steep it at 95 degrees celsius I think that's probably what the water is at now. You know, that's the only thing I need to really get super intense. Is, I see. So uh, you, you boiled the water knowing that once it, when it boils, it's going to be, you know, hotter than 95C. But then of if course. you let it sit there for a little bit. Of course. What's the, what is, when does it stop? What's the, what's the temperature? Uh, 100, 100. 100. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh man, this stuff smells delicious. That's why I got it today. You know, I, so I go into the store, right? And this mm-hmm. is uh, the, this story. I think is uh, you know pot- pot- potentially of interest to your uh, you know anti-communist viewers and listeners. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, but we hate communism here. If anyone's <laughs> listening, we are not fans <laughs> of the communists at all. So, so you know. Um, coming from from the old country obviously as you know i have a lot of trouble making choices 
when I'm confronted with like 50 options, right? It's, yeah. it's a real problem. So I go into this tea store and, you know, I'm asking the guy, hey, uh, so what's, uh, what options do you have, right, for, for loose leaf? And then the guy's like, well, all of this on the wall. And he like gestures to the wall. There are like literally 50 different containers <laughs> of tea, right? And I'm kind of like looking at him like, okay, well, aside from kind of funny names that these things have, there's, there's nothing really to distinguish them, you know? So, so I asked the guy, because, well, you know, for me, it's being on the East Coast, it's five uh, almost five thirty in the evening, right? So I'm, right, I'm not right. gonna have I'm not gonna have black tea, right? Because I wanna I wanna be able to sleep tonight. So I asked mm-hmm. him, "You got anything uh, with no caffeine? Just uh, kind of a fruit tea?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, all these ones in yellow." And you know, like that cuts it down. Now it's only out of fifteen that I have to choose <laughs> again, just with like random things. It's like, well, uh, how do I pick? So, so I looked at one, it was uh, something that, like Caribbean something or other, which, you know, I like the Caribbean, tropical fruits, right? I, he, he let me smell that. It was okay. But then, uh, you know, the, the, the second one that's like kind of standing a bit off away from the other ones, Midsummer Night's Dream, right? And that's uh, a reference to Shakespeare, right? That's uh, right. Shakespeare play and, you know, it's summer, right? So I'm thinking, well, you know, and I'm going to be drinking it in the evening, Let's uh, let's see what that one's like. So he pops that one open. Oh, fantastic smell! So I say, oh, let's go with that, and uh, that's what we're gonna try after it I sleeps it. in about five minutes. Let me ask you a question: How many would? How many teas are you okay smelling? Meaning, like, so you stopped on the second choice. Yeah, yeah, just because it was good. Just because I thought, I thought it was, it was interesting. It but do delicious. you feel like there's a, you cannot go above a certain limit? You're not going to ask them to let you smell, like, ten different teas, are you? Well, Five? I mean, you know, they didn't have much going on there. So, and it's not like, you know, it's not like I'm at the deli. I'm asking them for a sample of each one. Right. The just, guy's a just, pulling, just a sniff. Just a sniff. The, the, the sniff. And, and realistically, when I've been in the... <laughs> these stores before they've got the little the little sniffy samples out already so you just take your time you sniff as many teas as you want you know uh-huh. right that's what these guys don't have and so so i also felt bad about like kind of asking them you know i think it's uh, a bit of a problem with their business model actually right because oh. because you're sort of Imagine now they like it's busy. They got ten people in there. I don't know how ten people would fit in that shop, but like mm-hmm. you know, let's say they got five people, right? They only have two people working behind the counter, right? Maybe, right I mean, right. maybe it's more when it's busy, but like, no right? uh, How 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 are they gonna like kind of get all of these people serviced in a reasonable amount of time to have them choose their teas, right? You know what I mean? Oh, uh, totally. So, yeah, so then I'd feel like I was imposing, but I I see, really but you were like, like you're not that many people there you were you were gonna go for a couple more teeth. I think there's yeah. a certain limit you wouldn't gotta go above, but regardless let's uh yeah let's uh let's bring let's bring the audience into our you know so welcome to the Pavel cast that's the going name. It's also been known as the Pavel Happy Hour, the Curiosity Happy Hour with science, you know we got all sorts of names, the Pavel experience, audio experience, but I think at the end of the day, it's just the Pavel cast because we're going to do whatever we want to do. And, uh, and it's, uh, you know, I'm Data Pavel, Data Pavel on Twitter, datapavel.com. 
Data Powell on LinkedIn. And today I got a wonderful friend, someone that I feel extremely strongly about. Um, not, you know, in, in a good way. Uh, I appreciate uh, it, sir. Thank you. Uh, Mark uh, Polinkowski. I mean, you don't want, you're okay if not anonymous, right, Mark? Some people, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. can I say your name? Mark oh, Polinkowski. Sure. sure, you can say my name. People can and, find uh, me. I'm bald, right? I wear glasses, <laughs> right? People can find you. So yeah. how, how do we know each other? Just to give people a, a quick... I mean, we oh. met in San Diego through a mutual friend, Daniel Minsky, just because we are of a similar, uh, let's call it heritage. Sure, sure. Background. Sure. And uh, and we lived together for a little while, you know, people that... <laughs> no, 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 Pavel. Can I, can I tell the story? Please, uh, from my from my point of view, how, yeah, how yeah, it started. How it started. Yeah, please, so, please. so really, really, I mean, here uh, in reality, Dan is really the uh, he he brings people together because actually uh, I was living with some other friends. Uh, so uh, Dan was in grad school at UC San Diego, just like I was. Right, he was living in grad housing. I was not, and uh, Dan and I met at some um, uh, some some like uh, we were in a group. I think together we met like just at a random social function, right? So, you know, we start talking, cool. Uh, that was great. And then uh, a couple months later, uh, Dan's roommate was moving out, right? So mm. uh, Dan asks, hey, you want to come live in Grand Housing with me, uh, right? It's a two-bedroom apartment, oh. fantastic. Oh, so dude, said, how much was it at that time? Oh, like $400? It was, it was yeah, 450 at the end. At ah, the end, it was like 450 so a month. Per room, right? Which, in the middle of La Jolla. I mean, yeah, come yeah. Which, come on. I mean, it's like literally three times cheaper than, than normal housing, right? Yeah. Which, uh, great time. And so, so, so I said, yeah, cool. Okay, great. And um, I, think, I think you were, you were visiting Dan uh, maybe a couple of weeks after, uh, after I moved in, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And so, oh, this is probably great. You know, Matt, fantastic. It's like love at first sight, but, you know, in a sort of non-sexual way because obviously you're a fantastic human being. Uh, not, know, not that there's anything wrong with it, you know. We, yeah, we yeah, support oh, sure. all yeah, yeah, the different yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, you know, kind of don't care, right? People can, as long as people are happy, right? Yeah. But the point we, is... Let me be me. Yeah, exactly. Yes, Go ahead. Yeah. Not, the, that's the, not the point here. Yeah, here the point is the respect was fantastic, you know. It was, uh, I think, you know. Yeah, yeah I, I think we, I I think we met before you moved in, though. We met... Did we? Because remember one time we met, we went to, like, Ocean Beach, and I was visiting. And at that point, I don't know if you... Maybe I, at that point... You guys I, are already talking about moving in, but you haven't moved in yet, maybe? Maybe. maybe. That, that might have been it. Yeah, that might have been Regardless. It. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, we met. We became fast friends. And, um, and, and, then, uh, and then it was, uh, I think it was like, hey, Mark, how do you feel if, uh, if Pavel uh, comes to stay with us for, for a bit? And, you know, I, I was obviously more than happy. Uh, you know about that it, uh, a, a bit turned into uh, quite a long time you're still enjoying san diego right so uh yeah oh my goodness yeah you were you were amazing i mean i i, no, I was gonna so crash for a few amazing. months yeah we're both amazing i was gonna crash for a few months but i ended up first sleeping on airbed uh underneath the kitchen table but these are not big apartments here let's, let's be clear um and then eventually we got this futon 
from the uh, garbage uh, dump and uh, slept on that for a long time. That that futon, which is now like nine years old, yeah. our friend Dan still has in his oh, other it's apartment. A, it's a comfortable futon. Very comfy. Um, yeah, so, and at the time, you were finishing up a PhD in, in what? Oh, it was uh, in biophysics, working on some microfluidics. Can you, uh, what does that mean? Sure, sure. Microfluidics. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting field. The idea is, right, when you have water flowing out of a faucet, right, it's turbulent. Uh, you, can, you can see, right, that like the flow is not very smooth. Uh, mm-hmm. But liquids behave very differently when they're flowing at small scales. And so, so for example, uh, blood flow inside uh, the, bo- the body, right, in, inside uh, the arteries and veins and capillaries, right? So uh, the, the thing is, is that only recently have we gotten the technology to really make small liquid channels, right? So you basically use mm-hmm. the same tech. How small? Uh, so we're talking on uh, the order of microns, which is micrometers. Uh, let's see. What is that, 10 to uh, the... So, so that's 10 to the minus six meters so uh for example if you like for for our american uh audience uh we have one one inch right so uh, a a millimeter uh there are 25 millimeters in an inch and then you have another one micron is another one thousandth of that so you have about one over 25 thousand of one inch is one micron and that's about okay. the size of a bacteria. So, and uh, no, uh, how many microns in a strand of hair? A uh, strand of hair is what maybe so, somewhere around uh, ballpark, around maybe a hundred hundred microns. So, and that's the kind of the size of channels so, that we were. So doing. basically, we're talking tiny. Cannot even see with the naked eye. Uh, you could, you could real uh, small. The, the, well, some of the channels we made, most of them you could see because they're not just like one micron. They're about a hundred microns, so you can so you okay. can have cells flowing through there and stuff. So you can. So microfluidics is like it's about looking at fluids when they're flowing through channels, like in a very because it changes it changes its properties. Yeah. The, so the flow is very smooth. It's driven mm. purely by pressure. There's no turbulence. Right. And so that means you can really control what the fluid does uh, very kind of very easily. Right. You can tell exactly how it's going to mix, exactly where it's going to go. Um, And actually, you have some very interesting effects where you can have two fluids flowing next to each other and they don't mix uh, when they're together. And then you can split them apart again. You, You could play very interesting tricks like that. Um, so that's useful for doing a lot of... And it happens in our body, like a lot of the time. Yes. It happens yes. in our like, capillaries so, so, at the cell level or uh, no? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. So, so here's an interesting one. So, um, you know, when people are swimming, well, you're in San Diego, right? So uh, people go surfing and swimming all the time, right? And I went for a dip in the ocean uh, before this podcast. Fantastic. So, you know, you, you go swimming, right? You, you do one stroke of swimming, right? And you kind of glide and you still keep going forward, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, When fluids are flowing at these kind of 
small scales and if bacteria or, or cells are moving at these small scales, right? When a bacteria does one stroke, uh, it immediately stops going forward afterwards. So bacteria have to continuously, mm. continuously uh, kind of push to move, right? All cells do. So that's what we're talking about, right? There, there's no momentum, really, for objects at that scale. And at that scale, yeah. got it. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we were using... So you did some microfluidics. Yep. You, you, um, you've now been doing, I guess, the, I don't know, how would you describe what you've been... I know you went to Australia for a year doing some more of that sure, stuff. Sure, sure. So, yeah, I was, did a postdoc uh, in Australia at the University of Queensland uh, doing molecular biology and single... Did you see kangaroos there? I sure did. I sure did. There were lots of kangaroos. They're they're real. They're really cool. Uh, very cute. Uh, the little ones, the wallabies, right? So different species related to kangaroos. But you didn't forget about your tea, did you? Sorry. Ah, uh, good, good call. No, no, tea. my tea is uh, now where I think very very well steeped. Where I think ready to pour it, and yeah, good to go. So uh, let's yeah. let's see how let's see how how it goes. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. I heard it pour. It's, That's beautiful. Yeah, poured. I got my glass of wine. Mm, smells I, uh, real good. It's virtually cheers. Yeah, Laheim, sir. Enjoy. Laheim. Happy Sunday. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for joining. Oh, yeah. Good tea. Good tea. Tell me about the tea. Mm. Smell of I it mean, smells smells like uh, citrus. Uh, kind of okay. nice, a little minty. Tastes like bubble gum. Ironically, I've never huh. I've never. Uh, Tasted a tea like that, but uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, the, the question is, sir, do you think you think I should uh, uh, improve it with a little lime? I've been uh, I've been putting lime in my tea recently. That's interesting. That might be a hot tip for mug. I mean, what's uh, I used to do lemon right, in tea. Right. I'm never. And I mean, the only reason I, ha- I I do lime is because I bought a bag of. Uh, mixed lemons and limes at the store, right? Uh, and you add a lemon. Well, well, no, I mean, the lemons are still there, but, you know, the, the limes, they give it a nice little taste, I found recently. Interesting. Hmm. Wonder why uh, the British never never went with the limes. That's a funny story about lemons and limes, too, you know. Um, What's the story they, behind lemons and limes? <laughs> they were, uh, so the Brits... Uh, you know, they, they were, they had this big empire, right, that spanned the whole world. And so they're, uh, they're, they're, they're uh, sending ships all, all over the place. And uh, there are these big problems with scurvy, right, um, which is, I guess, vitamin C deficiency, right? We need vitamin C. Now, uh, at some point, when they got to India or something, they, uh, they had lemons, right? So, and they found that lemons... Uh, prevent scurvy, right? So they, they had the ships. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone had to drink stuff with lemons and things like that every day. And so in the, like in the 19th century, all of a sudden, scurvy stopped being a problem. But then uh, the Brits also took over the Caribbean. In the Caribbean, they had limes. Uh, and I guess it was much cheaper to get them from there. And so they thought, ah, oh, limes and lemons look similar, taste similar. Let's just go with limes. Mm-hmm. Turns out that limes don't have vitamin C, or like not nearly enough. 
to prevent scurvy. No so, so what happened was, um, well, they kind of didn't notice because the times, like ships became much faster. And so it stopped being a problem, even though the sailors were always prescribed like limes as well, right? But they didn't know that they wasn't doing anything. But then for, uh, for expeditions into like the Arctic uh, and other sorts of things like that, those guys kept getting scurvy, even though they had all the limes they could possibly like ever want, right? Um, so so that, uh, huh. th- th- that sort of, uh, it was like it was a big mystery basically until uh, I guess the 20th century when uh, people realized what the actual problem was and why limes. And scurvy is the disease of not having enough vitamin, vitamin C, right? It's like Correct, yeah. Literally a vitamin C deficiency. Yes, yes. Interesting, interesting. So, yeah. Um, Mark, you recently got engaged, so congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, yep. Um, that's exciting. Oh, fantastic. How... And I'm I'm pouring myself a little more wine, okay. and so before we go there, I'll I'll mention what I yeah. have here. This is actually from uh, Gary V's Wine Club, Gary Vaynerchuk, another ex-Soviet oh, okay. from the uh, you know Jewish region. Sure. And um, we have a domain guy, Elion, Fissi La Romaine, Sauvignon, Turin. Val Delors. So everything on this thing is not in English. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a product of France. Okay, in the back, we hear, I'm seeing it here in English. Sauvignon A, Sauvignon Blanc 2018, white wine, Appalachian Terrain Controle. So whatever that means, probably a good thing. It's from the region. It's a, from that region. It's from the region, yep. which you want that, yep. right? 100% Sauvignon wine is best served at 12 Celsius. So I guess I'll put it back into the fridge. Okay. Okay. Because I think it's getting warmer than 12 Celsius. Sure. Anyways, it's a taste. Yeah, I, uh, I have this uh, wine club. They send me like three bottles a month. Oh, nice. Kind of like nice. this. Um, so, yeah, happy. Yeah, it's curated by this Gary V. Wow. Who's, uh, wow. He's, you know, he's, he's in everything, wine. man. Well, that's how he started. Oh, he started, okay. you know, he started as the guy with the wine library TV.com. I see. He's inspiring me to do this podcast. I mean, I'm not going to be shy about it. No, that's fantastic. I, I want to put more Pavel in the universe because I think, honestly, more Mark and Pavel. Uh, I think Mark also deserves a, a little more attention in the world. But, but I will say this. The world needs more Pavel in it. So, so good. I'm glad, you know, I'm glad you're doing this. Uh, I'm glad we're – thank you, sir. No, I, that means a lot. Um, your fiance lives in Switzerland. Yes, she does. Um, which is, I'm sure, has been challenging. Do you have any tips on like how do you deal with long distance yeah, like that? Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely a tough situation. Um, the what what's really important, I think, is first of all, you know, we have the support of both of our families, right? I think that's mm-hmm. like a big thing, right? When you know when. We, we were introduced like everyone was into it right it wasn't sure. i guess i guess um it, we're also you know we're at this age where we already kind of know what we both want right so that mm-hmm. that helps and um 
And if I remember correctly, you want enough kids to make a basketball team? No, well, well no, 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 no. This, this starts, it starts with, okay, so, right, so you get one. You get one kid, right? I mean, well, well, right? In the goblet. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, exactly. God uh, willing. And then, but once you have one, right, you really need two to play tennis doubles, right? So, so yeah. okay, so now you have two. But, <laughs> but okay, but, but now, now that you've got two, like, really a basketball team requires five people. So now... Right, you gotta you gotta get three more, and once you're once you're at basketball team size, um, well, then then the next step is a, a soccer team, and that's eleven, right? Yeah. Obviously, I think we're gonna have to not make sure that your yeah. fiance does not listen to this. Oh podcast. yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously, <laughs> obviously, this is my you know uh, sort of dreams from from about uh, ten years ago. Even though ten years ago, I don't think I was kind of ready to have kids at all, but. Um, but yeah, no, uh, obviously it's not realistic now, but it's just, uh, it's fun to think about yeah, I, I mean, idle, idle musings. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'd feel rather, rather bad for, uh, for Renata if, uh, right. If, if she actually, uh, in, in, in some, in, in some miraculous way managed to, uh, well, I mean, right. Like, just in terms of time, right? I, I don't think more than three kids is sort of uh, possible anyway at the moment. But that's okay. It's all right. Um, you know, I'm I'm happy with sort of any number of kids. I just like kids. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Oh get no, you no. Answer, it's, I think. Uh, oh, I think the point being is you knew at the time you in your age you knew what you wanted. You wanted yep, to yep. have a relationship, have a family. Yep. Have a partner. Yep. Data Pavel, date ape, you know, I, I want, I, every time I tell people Data Pavel, P-A-T-A, Pavel, sign up if you haven't and go in there for my latest article on work culture. But um, people sometimes when I say Data Pavel, they hear date a Pavel. So D-A-T-E-A Pavel.com. So I don't actually have Data Pavel.com yet, but that's that's coming soon. Date a Pavel. <laughs> Who doesn't want to date a Pavel? Oh, you know what? That guy. This is, a, you know, a message to all our uh, eligible single female listeners, uh, my, my boy Pavel. He's he's really he really is a catch. Uh, oh, thank consider, you. That means con, a lot. Con, you know, I, I think that I really think they should uh, consider consider it uh, consider it seriously and, and give Pavel. I'm not perfect. No, I'm not perfect. But I would. I like. I'd like to think that I can treat my partner well. Absolutely, absolutely, sir. Look, look from from yeah. from the stories. From from my experiences and from the stories my sister tells me, I mean, like there are a lot of degenerates out there. Like you're 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 a, you're a fine upstanding citizen, right? A fine upstanding young man, a gentleman. I would a, a gentleman, say. absolutely, absolutely. And so, yeah, it's it's a it's a strange strange world out there now, and uh, that's the thing, right? Uh, what, what what do you think has changed about the world? Is it is it just the phone? There's a there's a uh, uh, there's a lack of community, right? Uh, people. That's true. Th- there's no uh, kind of well. So like with Renata and me, right? The the thing that uh, we have again, it's like this family support, right? Normally people are meeting now. They're not meeting through friends, right? They're they're just sort of uh, I don't know Tinder, whatever online dating kind of stuff right and there's no um 
sort of commitment from either person to treat it seriously, right? To kind of to take the whole thing seriously. Because I think society has been kind of told by, um, you know, kind of these uh, Hollywood, whatever you want to call it, popular culture, right? You got the Kardashians who are getting married and divorced and breaking up with like, uh, I, it's so hard to keep track. I mean, it's hard I, to tell why know. it happened, I but I yeah. think you can just say that you are aware how it is today. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, because I got to tell you, right? Uh, I mean, I did not so, enjoy being single as much as, like, as it's cracked up to be, you know? I, I much. Well, yeah. I, I, mean, you, I mean, we can talk about it for a second. Sure. Yeah, go ahead. No, just, uh, I, I like, I, th- that's the thing, right? Is people have somehow deluded themselves in thinking they're, like, uh, they're, they're happy being single and they're just dating for fun, whatever. Blah, blah blah no commitment no strings attached but really i think psychologically people want that want and need that commitment right from yeah. right that yeah. everyone wants to be loved right yeah the, the, so, so like we are definitely like social creatures like evolutionary used to live in packs need that need that i mean we evolutionary biologically i think need that yeah it's interesting i think the single component like you know, not how do I put this in a in the most delicate way? You know, there's a lot of dudes out there. Some dudes, when they go out, they man, you know, they got a lot of charisma and they you know, maybe they got the looks. They they're able to really attract a lot of attention and you know meet a lot of uh, females and women and go out and you know sure really. I hate to say it so easily, but let's say be be successful in that dating game, sure. right? And then there's dudes that are not, sure. And like so, but what I and so the you know myself, you know, I'm I'm not like uh, I'm I'm not the I'm not the highest end performer, but I do okay, but not great. I do okay. I don't put a lot of effort into it. Regardless, I have friends who are you know the three percenters, the guys that are walking around on vacation and chatting up everyone they see and end up, you know, having these beautiful, quick romances in the middle of, you know, Greece or San Diego. <laughs> and, and, and I'm not that when I'm, you know, for me, it's, it's going to take a long time. we got to, you know, we got to get to know each other. It's not going to randomly happen. I'm not going to sure. go and start hitting on you. Not yet. I think, once the Data Power podcast, the Powercast really gains in popularity, that will change for me. But for now, not yet. However, this is this is the fascinating thing: is the guys that are so successful, they got the Kavorka, they are the you know they got they're the top three percent. I have a friend like that. I have a couple of friends. Unhappy in that mode. Absolutely. Right? And that's where it starts to get interesting, where those guys are like, yeah, well, Pavel, you're dating this girl. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I really like her, but I kind of like her a lot. And may- or maybe like, yeah, I'm thinking of getting serious with her. And the guy's like, wow, I wish I had that. I'm like, dude, you get, you get to date anyone you want as much as you want. Why do you care about my little thing? He's like, yeah, but you have that connection. Sure. And so, yeah, I think you're right. And I think this I- – I read it somewhere else. Maybe it was Naval Ravikant. I think he was saying it where technology and society has gotten us to a point where, you know, we can very comfortably live by ourselves. Sure. Um, we couldn't before. We had to rely 
on other people, community mm-hmm. to survive, literally like hunting, gatherer society, you know? Yep. And now we don't, you know, everybody's just living by themselves and really enjoying it, or in principle enjoying yep. it. Yep. Um, but at the same time, are they really? Because I think the technology can mm-hmm. give us this illusion of a real connection. Yep, absolutely. But it's not the real connection that truly gives you that feeling that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. But yeah, interesting. Well, I'm just kind of, you said it first. I'm sure. just kind of like no. expounding. Yeah, on. yeah. Yeah. Um, interesting. So that's what's wrong with dating today. Well, I mean, and, I think uh, there are many things wrong, but. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, how's the tea? I, I heard you. Oh, tea is fantastic. Uh, if you don't mind, I'm gonna go grab a second cup because uh, mm. my teapot makes two cups, and uh, you know this is this is definitely a good one. Very relaxing like tea. The, so it's from Canada, which is interesting. What's from I Canada? Love the sounds of that. The tea. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, David's tea. From Montreal, ah, the, the Quebec, Quebec. Mm. Perhaps some, have another member of the tribe. Perhaps David. You know, we had a king like that, I suppose. A few, a few, the, few centuries, centuries ago. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, let's see. What else? What else can I tell you about, sir? Um, we were uh... so let's do segments. It's time for segments. Segments. It's okay. segment time. Okay. Okay. Um, we have two segments on the show. Okay. And welcome to the show. Two segments. Uh, Pavelcast. Uh, Pavelcast brought to you by Data Pavel. DataPavel.com and Data Pavel on LinkedIn. Uh, you, Mark Polinkowski is my guest today. Thanks for being here, Mark. Um, my pleasure. We got two segments on the show. Segment number one, hot tips. Okay. Um, and we also have transportation transformation sponsored by Elon Musk. So. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, and we can get through both of them. So hot tips. It's time for hot tips. It's time for hot tips. Hot tips. I wish you were here with me. You know, this is a virtual one. I don't even see you because we don't have cameras on. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should have cameras on because like, I do, I do like doing little noises and dances. Mm-hmm. And Fair enough. You can't see me doing it uh, next time. I do miss that. I, I, enjoy, no. I enjoy. We could have done that. We could have just set up our moves. video on Skype while ah, I see. doing the audio I see. through our phones anyways. Let, let me advertise. I'm going to edit this out. I'm going to edit it out. So it doesn't matter. You can do anything you want. Let, let me advertise King of Prussia to your audience. King of Prussia. What the fuck is that? King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. It's uh, about 20 miles outside of Philly. Nice place. We've got a nice river here. The Schuylkill River tends to flood occasionally. And uh, yep, yep. we've got a big mall right across the river from me. Uh, biggest mall in America right now. So uh, It's bigger than the Mall of America? Oh, it's bigger. It's bigger. They, they built a new addition. It's, it's a big mall. It's like a mile across, basically. It takes a while to walk. Um, that's awesome. I my friend Jenya lives on the Schuylkill River as well. Yeah, but he's in, he's in the city. He's in the city. Yeah, he's that's in different. It's different down there. 
You live in the suburbs, like in the forest. Uh, yes, basically. Right by Valley Forge, which is where... Um, the, 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 yeah, the, do you still... <laughs> you, you have that machine? Wait, is this... Is this still the couch from, like, San Diego? Oh, no. Of course. You, of course. It is that couch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sitting... You brought it all the way across the, the fucking Well, they, they paid to move me, so why wouldn't okay. I? You know, it was... It was free, and the couch is still comfortable. So, uh, I love that. And you have the uh, laptop uh, holder. I used, that, that, that was my gift to you. Oh, thank point, you, right? sir. Yes, thank you. I, I, I've been I've been using it a lot. I think of you every time I, you know, I, I have it. I I'm using That's it. Funny. It's funny. I'm not. I wasn't trying to like be like, wow, look at like look no, at me. No, I'm so no, no. Nice. I just I, like noticed it. It's that's it's, awesome. Anyways. All right, we're back here with the podcast. We turn on our cameras. It's been pretty. It's lovely to see your face, Mark. And my pleasure. Head. My pleasure. Yeah. Um, yeah, you look great. I love the glasses. Um, it's hot tips. It's hot tips. Hot tips. Hot tips for Mark. Hot tips is my segment where you give advice, some mm-hmm. tips, some hot tips. Okay. Um, to to the audience to the world and uh, i'm trying to think if i like what 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 is what tip have you given me in my life that i have um that i really found valuable that that's the question here mm, mm. that's 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 uh that's interesting um i don't know man it's uh it's a hard i think i think I, I think i think positivity right i i would argue well you know i get it from my dad he's been telling me that a lot just you got to stay positive you've got to learn to find uh something enjoyable in what you do and you got to do a good job at it right like just high quality stay positive sort of thing but but i'm sure you right you get it not just you no, yeah, just hear that great. from me high quality know? stay positive yeah, yeah, that, you know that's good. I think. Um, so okay, do a quality job. Whatever you do, do it well. Stay positive. Yes. Yes. Eat veggies. <laughs> three, three hot tips to mock. Sorry, none of those qualify as hot tips. They don't. Okay. They need to be like these are all like common sense things that everyone but, kind of can figure it out. But I don't think I need people, something like hot. Yeah, people don't know. People don't know. People don't know it. Um, another hot tip. Um, something like something unique. Something like a special sale that only you know. Oh, okay, sure. No, no, no. I, I got you. I got you. Interesting way potentially to pick up girls. I've never seen it work, but hot you tip. Know, hot tip. Learn to solve a Rubik's cube. They, Oh, works right. works works on girls, but also for little kids. You got you can entertain little kids that way, and they really love it. The little kids, they love it, right? Rubik's cubes, yeah, Rubik's cubes are fun, and they've been around for a long time. But they're they never kind of go out of style. So, how quickly you have you're a bit of a Rubik's cube solving champion? No, you? not a champion. I can do it, but I'm I, I'm. I thought I saw you win one. Uh no 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 I didn't win. You won a round. No no I just I just set a new personal best. That's what what, that's why I was best? so happy. Uh I I broke 40 seconds. Uh but now for the audience here can you 
It's time for the transformation, transformation, sponsored by Elon Musk. I want to teleport. I want you to help us teleport right now using my magical Elon Musk device. And I want to go into the room where you are solving a Rubik's Cube while it's being timed. Uh-huh. Go. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. So, you know, they, they got all these uh, competitions all over the world now. And I mean, I think they're happening almost every, almost every weekend, right? But imagine a big, like a big auditorium, right? Think of like a school auditorium. And you've got, uh, mostly it's like a lot of, a lot of uh, teenagers, kids, kind of parents who are really worried about these kids and the kids. And you, all you hear is like the constant uh, click clacking of the cube oh, wow. being solved. You know, it's like all over the place. And, and everyone's just, everyone's fingers are just moving super fast. These kids are practicing so much. It's, it's really unbelievable, right? Because you basically have middle schoolers and high schoolers who are, uh, the world record holders and the champions at, wow. at this at this, at solving at this activity. Yeah, yeah. Because and what's the uh, so you all right? Well, I, and so bring so, us what is it? So big auditorium. What else? Yeah. So so people describe it. Yeah, yeah. So you've got people a lot of click, click, a lot of click yeah. Room, yeah, and and all everyone's talking to each other. Uh, it's actually very very cooperative, right? So all the competitors are discussing their algorithms, right, for how to solve the cube and lots of, lots of noise, lots of conversation. And meanwhile, on the stage, there are people uh, solving for time, right? And every so mm-hmm. often, uh, so, you know, someone really good gets up there, right? And, and uh, how do you solve for time? I mean, so, someone looks, you have to drop it so, down? Yeah, yeah. So, well, so, so, you have, or... so you have this mat, right, that's sitting in front of you. Um, and it has uh, it has these pads for your two hands, right? So mm-hmm. so you, uh, so the um, the judge puts the cube down in front of the person that's covered, right? They get fifteen seconds to inspect. So they take a look. Fifteen seconds, they put it down. It's covered. Uh, it's covered again. And when they're ready, they lift up their hands and go right. And as soon as they lift up their hands, how much time between when they put it down and it's covered again? They have to. I think they have to start within five seconds. I think that's what it is. Um, normally, they're just they they finish inspecting and they just immediately go right. So they just pop their hands down. The timer is primed. They they lift up their hands and time starts going right. So they pick up the cube. They solve. And as soon as they solve, they have to drop the cube and, and uh, put their hands back on the pads. As soon as they do that, the time stops. So, um, so yeah, so, so, you have, so you have this, right? And you have like a few people up there. And in the early rounds, right, because there's so many people still in it, uh, you don't really, um, people aren't always like paying attention to who's solving what and everything. And so each of these uh, timing mats, it has a display, right, facing towards the audience, right? And so sometimes, right, some kid who, like, no one knows, right, uh, but who's actually, like, particularly good, right, will come up. Uh, mm-hmm. And no one's sort of realizing it, right? And the kid starts solving and, like, boom, five seconds later, they, they drop it, they're done, boom. And, like, the time flashes. And, like, all of a sudden someone notices and someone's like, wow, you know, and, like, everyone's like, oh, my God. You know, you just, like, set the national record or the world record whatever oh, right wow. like everyone starts clapping it's it's like it's really unbelievable right but people are super supportive even when it's not really a record right even if it's just like 
a pretty good time, right? Somewhere under like 15 seconds now, I'd say is like pretty, like pretty impressive. Right? I mean, it's fantastic. So to be clear, somehow it get randomly, randomly configured and then you're given it. So, so yeah. you look, you have to look at it for 15 seconds to think about, okay, this is what my approach is going to be. And then, um, then you start to basically solve the Robux cube, move all the different sides and you can and you get it done, and you drop it on the mat, and it's a pressure mat. It records as soon as it's, uh, and then a human walks by and says, "Yes, this is correctly solved." I yep. mean, no one yep. does it incorrectly anymore. Yep. And then, so the people that don't know, uh, how do you solve a Rubik's cube? Uh, before we, alrighty. Yeah, I think actually it was going to let us go beyond sixty minutes because it's a shared call, but okay, well... I think so at least. It says audio is processing. How do you solve a Rubik's cube? Sure. Yeah. So, um, right. So, so there's there's a set of moves, right? It's called an algorithm, right? Each set of moves. So, and what it does is it uh, moves the moves specific pieces on the cube in a certain way, because all, all what all you're trying to do is uh, the the way most people solve it is called layer by layer, right? So, first you get the top layer of pieces in the right spot, right? But still the second and third layer are still messed up, right? Mm -hmm. And obviously the more pieces you put in their spots, the more constrained you are with how you can move other stuff around, right? Because you don't want to mess up what you've already done. Okay. And so these, these algorithms, what they do is they'll temporarily mess up the pieces that you've put in already in the right spot. But in the end, they put them back and they put other pieces into the right spot. So for example, the second or third layer, right? Um, so yeah, so ways, you know, ways to move the different things. Like, yeah. okay, I can, I know that if I do this series of moves, I can get this guy to move here and the other guys don't move. If I, Correct. If I do that. And that's, Correct. so that's what you kind of learn the little, yep. little yep. moves like that. And so, yeah, so it basically becomes more about pattern recognition and memorizing the algorithm, like muscle memory, right? Like mm -hmm. you have this situation, and so now you have to, right, you have to perform a specific set of moves, right? And so these guys, I mean, they, they know something like uh, the top guys, maybe like 500 different sets of moves. And each set of moves is, could, could be like 10 rotations of the cube right 500 moves they know each... 500 they know 500 different algorithms and wow. each one is like five to ten uh moves of, right. of the cube right? right 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 so yeah it's i mean it's pretty intense um smart dude so yeah Can, you went to caltech I you sure did. had a lot of smart dudes there yep what was it what, what was that like Oh, you know, fantastic. Really a very special place. Just um, every, it's, it, everyone was so nice, you know, because Caltech is so challenging academically, right? That the support from kind of all the other students was fantastic, right? Because everyone's kind of suffering together, right? It's, it's one of those sorts of things where 
You just um, g- very it's good. Like the Marine social. Corps for science. Yes. Yeah. 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 Probably. Probably similar. Yeah. Um, so yeah, really fantastic place. You know, it's like I wish I could uh, be there now when I don't have all that homework and studying to do. Right? Yeah. Because yeah, it's right. it's actually a beautiful campus, but um, you know, I, I guess the majority of its charm was really because you kind of don't have time to look at all this stuff right but really a fantastic place yeah very good science and technology uh developments happening there um you know but yeah i mean i'm sure like columbia right Uh, oh yeah i went to columbia you sure did you (laughs) sure did Um, happy Ivy Sunday League. here. Come we on. were in the Pavel cast. Yeah, yeah. Both of us went to really good colleges, but at the end of the day, that, my experience was great, and I would not give it up. But it was the friends I made yeah. that was to me the most important thing. Sure. Like the people I got to know versus anything else. I mean, like living in New York was cool. I supposedly had got a good education. You could argue about that. Hey, you're doing um, all right now, so yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah. But it has nothing to do with the fact that I went to Colombia. Don't know. I mean, you know, in a way, these places it's mm. self-selective, right? It's it's not. Um, in my business, you're doing healthcare, you're, IT consulting. No one cares that I went. Yeah. To oh, the sure, Columbia University. Sure. sure. No, of course, of course. The point is, it's like brought pe- to you people, by Data Pavel the man the myth the legend um all right so thanks for transforming us into that place where people I solve really, rubik's cubes i really i really think people should go check out a local competition i mean they're gonna be what pretty i can impressed. go in i can go check that out without oh even, yeah uh, oh yeah absolutely absolutely yeah i mean i think i think you're gonna want to participate after after you see it but it's I, yeah i don't know the algorithm still I mean, everyone. Everyone is uh, easy to learn, uh, you know, and uh, everyone's super friendly and supportive. That's the thing, right? It's competitive, but it's not really. It's a big, big community, very friendly. People are very open. They want to help everyone out. So, yeah, very highly recommended. Highly recommend going to check it out. I love it. It's good it. to at least see, you know? Good to experience once. Cheers, buddy. Virtual cheers uh, over Skype. Ah, uh, Laheim. Laheim. <laughs> camera on camera action. When do you think, like, just, and we can wrap up here, but I'm curious if you want to give the audience just a couple of minutes on your thoughts on AI. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, no. Uh, very big in, uh, you know, kind of uh, lots of conversation happening around AI in pharma, right? So I'm I'm in pharma, right? Uh, for pharmaceutical company, trying to yeah, help. Yeah, you, you do pharmaceutical stuff right now. Yep, yep. I'm so, going away from the uh, camera. I'm done. Video sure, camera. sure. Well, you look good, sir. It's it's great to great to see. You. We'll. Uh, I'll, now I'll just listen to your voice, which is yeah, also good. Back, yeah, back to the. Yeah. Welcome back to Pavelcast Radio Zone. Pavel, Data Pavel. <laughs> where can people find you? 
Are you anywhere on the internet? Uh, I mean, I am. I am. Uh, I guess still still have a Facebook account. I, uh, Do you? I mean, that's not a great place. Yeah. That's not where you L- write link, your LinkedIn, opinions. LinkedIn. Oh, I don't write my opinions. Oh, <laughs> but uh, no, it's because mostly like to just talk, discuss it that way. Yeah, uh, it's better that way. So you but, but right yeah, now so AI, you're in pharma yeah. pharmaceuticals. We're talking about AI, yeah. okay? Yeah. So right, this whole data informatics, uh, AI, machine learning. That see the thing is, is pharma is a very sort of conservative uh, industry, right? Because it's very regulated. But now people have realized that they've got to use these new informatics tools. To, to find new medicines that are effective, right? Because the development of a medicine, it takes, it takes five to 10 years and costs two and a half billion dollars wow. to get a molecule to market, right? Like, and, and the goal, I mean, really the goal, and right, people are very skeptical of the pharma industry, but really like uh, the, the, the emphasis in pharma, in all these companies, is really to try to help people, right? And as many people as possible and as effectively as possible, right? I mean, like, people think that's all this big conspiracy, but really, no, it's, you've got really fantastic people working, trying to help, right? But the thing is, it's just these timelines and, and budgets are insane. So any way that we can reduce that down it would be fantastic. And so there's a lot of uh, basically energy going into trying to catch up to, uh, you know, other industries that have been doing a lot more AI and machine learning, right? So, so what's the application in pharmaceutical development? Oh, uh, you, well, you have it kind of affecting a lot of stuff. So in early discovery, right, you're trying to find molecules that, you think could be effective, right? And before people would have to use their knowledge of chemistry to try to think of, oh, this is going to be effective against this sort of thing. But they generally weren't uh, that successful, right? So they have to run these huge tests, right? Testing like hundreds of thousands or millions of compounds to try to uh, find a specific interaction, right? Which they think is going to treat some disease. Um, so the idea is why not let a computer do it, right? Because we've seen that computers can find these connections that people can, right? In, in the data, right? right? So, so that's where that, that side, the discovery side, very, uh, powerful applications there. So, okay. So now you've got your molecule, right? Uh, it's predicted to have, good properties and everything now you've got to go test it right and so it goes through a lot of development and testing and in development you can also use machine learning to predict for example uh, biologicals you can predict which conditions will be best for processing that molecule right because so far it's been again people sort of trying to find the conditions that okay right we can grow cells that produce this molecule and uh, we get a certain amount of it out from each batch, right? right? But but like trying to improve that and 
really getting a better process. Uh, machine learning can help with that too. And just data, right? So it's the same actually as in healthcare data, right? Where you're looking at across populations and you're trying to find patterns uh, of uh, what things are successful, which things aren't, um, how you can improve different things, right? Um, so, so kind of similar to that, right? So early drug discovery and yep. what else? Now you're going into development. And then actually manufacturing, same deal, right? I mean, it's, a, it's an assembly line almost. It's not an assembly line, but you can use the same industrial kind of uh, applications as really manufacturing companies, right, have done. so Because you have lots of complicated equipment. So you can do things like using digital twins. Uh, you, you have... What's a digital twin? Oh, yeah, digital twins. So, um, for example, the, uh, the best example of this that I've heard of is, so like General Electric makes okay. uh, jet uh, engines, right? So, and those are extremely complicated and have like, you know, hundreds and thousands of sensors in them, right? Using those sensors or that sensor data, what you basically do is you make a virtual copy of that engine, right? So you have engine, uh, you know, with some serial number 1A5 or something, right? Uh, you make that same engine as a virtual. I mean, it's really just a computer program, right? And mm-hmm. uh, what, what it does is you basically calibrate the sensors on the digital version to be the same as the ones on the physical engine, yeah? And, um, and then what happens is you have a model of the behavior of that engine, uh, right? And so what's happening is as the engine is actually in use, it, those sensors are sending data back to GE all the time, right? And so you, you basically are simulating the same thing on the digital twin and you're just looking for uh, trends, right? And you're saying, okay, well, uh, if some sensor is running hot, that means, okay, maybe you're going to have to uh, replace that part, right? Because you know, uh, based on what the digital twin is telling you, that's going to happen uh, um, based on the model, right? And I don't know. Uh, and, so digital and, twin is like it, you put it through a test before you physically do the test. Yeah, it's yeah, like but you... but even but even while it's running, right? Oh, you just it's so, not even a test. It's just like it's running, but yeah. it's running like a little bit further ahead. Sometimes. Yeah, so so you can and you can you can see you can basically fast forward it. You can kind of simulate other conditions that are happening now, right? So let's say um, you're how you're... good are these twins? Are they pretty good now? And these are like machine learning models to create these twins, or what? How does yeah, that work? well, I, you know, I, I don't know too much about it, but. Uh, I think I think it's it's gotten uh, really quite advanced, right? Where they can sort of predict what's going to happen to that specific engine now, right? Like uh, in interesting. I, I don't know in like a because every engine right? is different, right? It had a yes. little bit of a different wear and tear. Yes, yes, exactly. That's interesting. Yep. Um, but but also yeah, with the digital twin, you can figure out. So before you actually go through. Right, you can you can simulate, right? I guess it's it's in some ways, yeah. It's like you're saying it's a fancy 
word for just the simulation of the real thing, right? So you build right, that right. VR model, right? We're, we're doing that now for some of our stuff. Um, and so you have, you have equipment, you can use uh, the VR model for things like training, you can, you can see... VR stands how, for virtual reality? Yeah, virtual reality, absolutely. Um, and so... Interesting. Right, it, so, so just all, all sorts of these new technologies can be applied, right, to try to make the processes of getting drugs to patients more effectively, right? Yeah, so we're, really, we're testing for molecules that could exist using models where even how production works, that, that was not as clear to me. But what is clear to me is this like, oh, in production, as we're like actually producing things or experimenting, we have digital twins yeah. of different objects, which I think yeah. is pretty fascinating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, well, you have to set up your, your, uh, your production lines, right, for each new molecule. And so having uh, those simulations of what, how, what the equipment is and how it'll interact, right? All of that is very important. I love um, it. So do you think our lives are going to be like materially different in the next 20, 30 years from all this like... Oh, 100%. AI is like all this data collection and being able to... Hold yes, on. yes. All this... One, one more second. Yeah, all this data collection and being able to kind of like like, you know, we use it and put AI on yep. top of things. Like, yeah. how, how much would you say, yes, it's going to change 100%? What does that Well, like, Tell I me mean, a little more about that. Sure. Well, I mean, hopefully we'll get self-driving cars. Uh, That's right? going to happen five yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. I hope so, because... Uh, yeah, we're there. Yeah. Um, but, but then also, you know, like the smart home stuff. Uh, they they just upgraded my apartment with a smart thermostat and all this stuff. And I got to tell you, I'm not too comfortable with it right now, right? Because right. I'm kind of used to doing stuff myself, right? I want to change things manually. But I guess as we uh, – there, there are some things that I really don't don't enjoy doing myself. And I wish that, like, a computer could do it for me, right? Give um, me an example. Well, for, uh, I guess like robot vacuums and stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Chores. Yeah, right. yeah, just because all that stuff. So know, is that going to happen? Like, is there going to be a good robot vacuum, a good robot laundry woman or man? Excuse my French. Oh, just, yeah. I think if, if we just, yeah, you know, that's, that's interesting, actually. What if I just toss uh, clothes into a laundry machine and, and it like, it sorts out which things to to launder together, right? Um, right. I mean, can't be that hard. I, I, I hate I, doing laundry. You, 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 th you think this, uh, this might be uh, the next... Oh, this could be the idea that the, makes the us next rich. Business? Yeah, man. Nah, man. Yeah. GE, LG, and all the big ones, if they're not putting money into figuring that out, they'll be idiots. Yeah. I'm, sure they, I'm sure they got actual proof of concepts where, like, you, like, yeah, like you said, just throw it in. And then they can just kind of figure out a way to like folding is probably a little painful though. I want yeah. folders. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. That's. Uh, well, they're yeah. working on it. Sure. Let's take it home, Big Daddy. Okay. Uh, I I think um, it's been it's been great. I'm glad we got sure. to catch up. I'm really excited for you to get married. When are you getting married? The end of this month. Uh, end of the month. Yes. And so her parents are coming too. Yeah. And Yes, but there'll be no friends, no friends, or no, no, no party. I'd love to invite you. You're, I mean, you're invited, but but there's nothing to invite you to. 
right? It's, can I just hang out near you? Like, you can, if you if you like, you're 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 more than welcome. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's a long flight for like a five minute uh, ceremony, right? And at the city clerk's office. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's like come, you can come and see my ceremony at the city clerk, yeah, and then you yeah. can go home. Yeah. Man, there's no party. Am I being no, clear? That's nothing. Oh, well, I mean, oh, right. how about I? I'll take you guys out. We'll grab a drink at a bar or something. Uh, I mean, we'll. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm but, not gonna just. Oh, I'm no, not gonna no, crash so, your. your oh way. no! Don't please, worry. please, you're. Please, you're, you're welcome. You're, you're, no, you're I want to be the only guy there that's not your family. I'm not an idiot. It's, you're gonna have your family there. You should have any brothers or sisters. No, no, no. Are you gonna have your sister there? Yeah, well, my sister lives nearby. I think she'd kill me if, like, if I didn't kind of have her there, right? And your parents will be there? My parents will be there. Who else is going to be there? That's it. No grandparents? No, no. No cousins? Nope, no cousins. What about, like, uh, someone from Caltech, like a, like a Caltech. Jordan or Paul Ricketts? They're, they're, not, they're not close to New York, sir. No, listen. If you were if you were around here, I mean, like I can tell you, it's going to be August twenty seventh, right? Like, yeah. Feel, feel you don't free. have you don't have anyone uh, in New York that, no. that you're close with, no, or in the surrounding area, no, no. Everybody's like Cali or yeah, California, somewhere. yeah, no, or Alabama. Australia, yeah, and Alabama, I guess, with Paul, yeah. <sighs> All right, I'll allow it. No, no, sir. Like, listen, if, <laughs> I, I would, I would absolutely love it if you were there. I just, I, it's going to be extremely underwhelming, and, you know. And I don't want you to be upset that that there's. It, it's one of those like, you think there's going to be more to it, but in reality, there's no, less. No, no, no. Oh, right? cool. I mean, like, uh, you guys will do a ceremony. You'll like grab a dinner, and then you'll be done. It's perfect. It's the yeah. way to do it, man. It's the key. It's is not, low stress, people that spend fifty right? k to hundred k on a wedding. It's like yeah. I'm. Not, I don't get it. What well, are you doing? I'll I'll tell you what. It's really like for me. It's the I mean, stress I like the party. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll you know we'll we'll celebrate. Renata and I, when we see you, we'll, we will we will celebrate. Exactly. Just, that will. Yeah. Exactly. It, it maybe just, in it, maybe in Switzerland. Maybe in Philly. A, maybe absolutely. In California. Absolutely, sir. To, to be determined, but just for now, we, we've got we've got to get we've got to get official. You know, we gotta gotta get the wheels the wheels moving, wheels rolling. I mean, the parents are into it. We're into it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. I'm excited for you. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, th- <clears throat> so we've been here with Data Pavel and Mark Polinkowski. Mark Polinkowski can be found on LinkedIn. Uh, quick little recap. We learned a little more about microfluidics. We learned a little more about dating and <laughs> you know, how the world has changed. Uh, the Rubik's Cube, I think understanding that has been fascinating as well. And um, it's, uh, you know, and the hot tips uh, is, is awesome. So, and Transformation Transportation brought to you by Elon Musk. Thanks, Elon. Um, thank you, Mark. Thank you, our sponsors. Um, we don't have any, but uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. But in the future. In the future, we, will, we would and, thank uh... them. 
that's how nice we are. Yep. But um, what I'd love to really thank is Mark for uh, being a good buddy, and thanks for you know just letting some of that mind juice out into the world. Oh, thank you, sir. Appreciate you uh, giving me a bit of a platform to sort of right to to do my uh, stream of consciousness on oh, different topics, great. right? So it's been great. And uh, cheers and uh, happy Sunday. Yeah, thank you, sir. Um, Same to you. I'll talk to you soon, my friend. Uh, yep, sounds good. Thanks, Data Pavel. You're the man. Data Pavel, he's the man.